Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Today we have uh, some special guests uh, to discuss a very, very important topic. Uh, Keisha L. Jackson is a U.S. Um, Air Force veteran and family caregiver. Uh, she was in the military for 22 years and uh, as a caregiver for her mother who had stage 4 inoperable lung cancer, Keisha started learning about caregiver resources to share with other caregivers. We also have with us Jessica Allen uh, from FINRA, Military Spouse Fellow and Accredited Financial Counselor. Uh, Jessica uh, is an accredited financial counselor who recently provided the content for AARP's financial workbooks for caregivers. She is a FINRA, Military Spouse Fellow, and completed her accredited financial counseling licensing in 2013. She is also a 2014 Elizabeth Dole Foundation Fellow. She authored Financial Fitness for Military and Veteran Caregivers in 2017. Uh, but she is a very, very special uh, guest as well. Um, her husband uh, suffered from an IED um, explosion in Afghanistan, uh, which caused the loss of both uh, lower extremities um, above the knees and she has other medical issues to deal with with his care, but she's also part of the VA caregiver program and uh, has had multiple uh, successes in the media, uh, you know, illustrating the points that she feels are so important for veterans and the country, everyone in this country to know. So Keisha, uh, it's such an honor to have you on every time we uh, we speak with you. So why don't you lead us into this and... Uh, Tell us, uh, you know, introduce uh, Jessica to us. Sure, good. Good to hear your voice, Dr. Arnold. How are you doing today? Oh, great, great, great. Hey, before I um, turn it over to Jessica, I wanted to mention a couple things yes. um, because mm -hmm. they really are resources, and Jessica mm -hmm. is a wealth of knowledge for resources. But one I wanted to mention that military kids have uh, talent, and Elizabeth Dole Foundation have um, teamed up to partner to bring a virtual talent competition to celebrate the young talents of our veteran and our military children. And so if anyone would be interested, I think the closeout for that, for people to submit videos, is going to be June the 25th. And the winner of it get a free three-night um, family vacation to Universal Studios in Florida. And so I thought this would be good to the listening audience to know that if they have some children out there, whether it's active duty or retired veterans, to, uh, for their children, that this may be an opportunity for them. So if you could go to uh, hiddenheroes.org slash talent, and you can get information about that. And the other thing I wanted to mention is Dr. Canterbury, who we who is a pharmacist. We had him on, uh, I think, in April, and he talked mm -hmm. about over-prescribing medications yes, and how it's yes. killing our patients. Yeah. He is doing a series of drugs with uh, Dr. DeLon series, which is focusing on patient advocacy, empowerment, and health savings. Um, he's going to be talking about, like, medications to avoid dementia, letting your genes, that's G-E-N-E-S, um, -E choose the right medication and ways to save money on medication. 
So if you want to go um, find out more, go to geriatrics, that's G-E-R-I-A-T-R-X dot org, or give them a call at 404-484-5092. I wanted to mention both of those because there is indirectly there are resources that will be related to um, what Jessica is going to talk about. And right before uh, Jessica comes on, I got an opportunity to listen to a, t- a town hall from AARP and Blue Star Family. Uh, they had a virtual town hall, and they were talking about financial and emotional challenges facing the veteran and military caregivers. And we know that 5.5 million veterans and military, there are 5.5 million veteran um, caregivers across the United States. 20% of veterans and military caregivers are providing care, which is causing financial strain on them. Mm-hmm. Fam- family caregivers, on average, are spending about $7,400 of their own money on out-of-pocket expenses for caregiving. Or um, It's just a lot of statistics that are out there. So Jessica, her book, she has this book, Financial Fitness for Military and Veteran Caregivers. I read the book, and honestly, I got exhausted because there's so much great information in that book. It, it, it is, I, after I read it, I felt like that book should be incorporated in boot camp. And I also felt like it would be really great being a, um, in the Air Force myself, that if it was a part of our um, NCO, our leadership training, it, it's a very, mm-hmm. very good detailed book. So I wanted Jessica to come on today to talk mm-hmm. about the book, to talk a little bit about her background if she wanted to, uh, to talk about a book and then also talk about some resources, financial resources that could be available to our veteran community. So hi, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hey, how are you guys? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, can you give the name of that book again? That is, <laughs> I think people need to hear the name of that book. It sounds like it's, if, if, uh, if Keisha says it's great, it's, it's probably phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Financial fitness for military caregivers. Okay. I think I might even put military and veteran caregivers in there, but I know it's financial fitness is how it starts off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And thank you for your kind words because that was a labor of love. Um, that came out of a lot of frustration. Um, so my husband joined the service. He joined the Army in 1998. We met about a year after he was in. We got married in 2001. Mm-hmm. And we had two children, and then he was wounded in 2011. And, you know, my husband was infantry, so I was prepared for him to either come home or not come home. Mm-hmm. I was never prepared for him to come home wounded. Mm-hmm. And as we went through that journey together, my frustrations just mm-hmm. kept growing because why did I have to fight so hard to get this information? Why? That didn't make any sense to me. But before my husband went to Afghanistan, I attended a briefing on what would happen if he was killed in combat. But there were no briefings about what if he's wounded. And I had no idea what was going to happen. Luckily, my uncle uh, was a lieutenant colonel at the time of my husband's injuries. And so when he called to see how I was doing, I was freaking out because in the civilian world that I'd always been in, when you get wounded, you know, you lose your income. You're like leaving off of Medicare and Social Security. And my uncle said, oh, no, 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 no. You're, he was wounded in the Army. You're going to be taken care of. And they'll walk you through it. Mm-hmm. And he truly believed that. And that's kind of what happened, but not really. Mm-hmm. And I thought from the beginning we could have done better. And so that's why I um, ended up writing that book. It was just out of frustration. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, so, so what was that journey like, I mean, going through – the process of becoming a caregiver, uh, because it sounds like you have um, 
you know, explored or have been part of many different aspects of a, of a battle that people go through, you know, in trying to take care of a loved one who was injured in war. And um, so how was that? What was that like? And what, what, what lessons did you learn? Um, exhausting mm-hmm. is really how it's like. Uh, mm-hmm. you, the, the thing is with the Army is they – so let me just go through my journey. So what happened was January 22nd, 2011, I was actually working on a tax return because that's what I do. And um, I get a phone call from my sister who was really upset because she said the Army had called my mother and my mother just said, just talk to Jessica. She knows what to do. And my mother was in shock, basically, because what I had set up was if my husband was killed in combat, that the Army would bring my mother to be there with me. So that mm-hmm. way I wouldn't receive the news by myself. Right, right. And my mother had been briefed on that, but that was just something that she and I shared together. My mother was uh, less than an hour from me, so she could easily be to me really quickly. So the Army had called my mom. And so she knew it was bad. She just didn't know how bad. And my sister had no idea because she's a civilian with no military history. So she had no idea what she was walking herself into. And so she calls me and she says, hey, the Army has called. Mom is freaking out. I don't know what to do. And I said, okay, they would have given her a phone number. And she said, yeah, I've got it right here. I said, give me that phone number and y'all are going to need to come to the house because something's really wrong with Chaz. And more than likely, he's going to die today. And my sister said, when I said that, she was like, oh, my God, like, are you serious? And I said, yes. So I need you to remain remain as calm as possible because this is going to be a bad day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I took a moment and I I took a moment to breathe and Mm -hmm. I called the number, which was Fort Campbell's rear detachment. And I talked to a very delightful man in Boss's heart. He was struggling to tell me the information because he was actually friends with my husband. And I finally said, I need you to just read me the letter. I, I used some colorful language. I'm sure you guys are tracking oh, that yes. I wasn't as nice <laughs> as I sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that situation, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I said, you know, you are holding the ticket to my husband. So I need you to just read the freaking piece of paper or I will be in your face in like 20 minutes because I know where you are, you know? And he said, an okay, wife, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, okay. I'm just going to read it word for word. I said, that sounds great, you know? So um, he reads the paper and it just says, while on a dismounted patrol in the Zari District of Afghanistan, um, Staff Sergeant Charles R. Allen stepped, uh, detonated a 40, well, at that time we didn't know it was 40 pounds, detonated IED mm-hmm. and they were uh, evacuating him from the battlefield. And that's all we had at that point. Mm-hmm. And they had some firsthand accounts, and basically everybody thought he was going to die because it was turned out it was a forty-pound IED. So you can imagine how huge that was, right? Mm-hmm. And so at the time, the guys thought it was the adrenaline getting him through. But the cool part was, it's one of those things. Like looking back at our journey, it's amazing just the people on our path that were just sitting there waiting. There was a bird in the air, and the pilot. No kidding, our kids went to preschool together. Oh, wow. And he was just circling, and he landed and picked up my husband and got him to the first. um, Yeah, isn't that crazy? Got him to the first stop, and no kidding, one of the surgeons in the first ER was a tax client of mine. And he put it together. I'm not. I'm not at all. He put it together really quickly that this was my husband, and he leaned over and he said, You are not dying today because your wife does my taxes. 
and it became a joke later on. We're still in touch. We're still all in touch to this day, by the way. Yeah. And um, he got him patched up and got, and they, he, they ended up saving his arm. Um, when he stepped on the bomb, it took off his elbow. So his arm is fused. They took skin and muscle off of his back and transferred it to his right arm to save his arm. And it's in a bendable, it's, it's fused in a bendable position. Mm-hmm. So most people don't realize that there's anything wrong with his arm because yeah. he has full dexterity in his hand, mm-hmm. but no movement in his wrist or elbow. But he's able to wheel himself really, really well. Um, wow. Do we call him like a, a one and a half amputee because that's really all he has left? Oh, wow. wow. Um, you got to have some fun with it. you got to yes. have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, we didn't know that when I was talking to Rear D and he said, okay, the next step when you're ready, you need to call this number. And it was Army um, Casualty. And so I took a moment. I called my best friend from college, who we've been through everything together. And her husband had uh, just been diagnosed with testicular cancer uh, about mm-hmm. three months before Chaz was injured. It was a very short time. And all I said on the phone to her was, it's my turn. And she immediately knew, like I hadn't even gotten the words out, that he had been hurt. She knew, and we just started crying, and we got it all out. And then I started talking, and I told her what I knew. And at that point, I thought he, you know, I was waiting for, waiting for my mom and my sister to get there, and then to call the army to tell them where I was and all that good stuff. And um, I got off the phone with her, and she said, "Okay, you're ready to call the army." And I said, "Yeah, I think so." And so I called the the army cash number, and they found out he was stable at that point. They'd gotten him to the first. Um, medical facility and they got him stable and they said you know he's stable he's they they really think he's going to be able to come home we don't think we're going to have to send you to germany to meet him they're saying they're going he's going to meet you in dc and i was like wait a minute what because this is not what i got and they were like no no it's it's bad he's really bad off but he's doing so well it's looking really good for him to be to you before you can get to him and I said, okay, well, my passport is ready. And then they said, you know, just in case he turns to the south, you know, turns south, where are you going to be? We need you to stay in one location and don't move. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And what's crazy is looking back is um, the one thing that I'm so glad that I did was the rear D offered to call his parents. And I said, no, let's not call his parents until we know a little bit more. And it was probably the best decision I made because mm-hmm. I got the he may not make it call. And they got the he's only lost his legs call. So I went from the bottom up. Yes. yes, Right? Right. Because I was like, I'm a 32-year-old widow today. Awesome. This is just great. I mean, you know, just Mm. our girls are five and eight. Um, I had sent them off to dance. I was supposed to be dance mom that day. And uh, our friend came to drop his kid off. And I had the phone in my chest. And I was still talking to Rear D at that moment. And Chris looks at me and I said, I can't be dance mom today. Chaz stepped on an IED and he said, stop talking. I've got this. And he just yeah. went in and he grabbed my kids and took them off to dance. And I texted the dance teacher and I said, please try to keep it together. But this is what I'm dealing with right now. This is all I know. Just keep my kids happy. Hmm. And she said, okay, I got it. Right. And then she told me later on, she had to go to the bathroom and just have a complete meltdown. And then she yeah. She said, and then I did what you said, and and it's so fun now because our oldest daughter is now 18, 18. and wow. she's a college freshman. Yeah. yeah, she's doing great. And she did a podcast for Grace of the Military Child, and I got to listen to it, and it was, it was insane listening to what was one of the worst days of my life mm-hmm. was actually a good day for her because mm-hmm. she remembers what the dance people did. Oh, yeah. 
And wow. it was absolutely just mind boggling listening to her side and her point of view. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, we wow. just, we just learned that you have to take, when you're dealing with injuries like that, you have to take every moment one step at a time. There's no rushing. The human body will heal when it's ready to heal. You get no say in it. Um, mm-hmm. You can get mad, but guess what? There's nothing you can do. Your body will respond how your body wants to respond. Um, he's had three flesh-eating bacterias try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the surgery to transfer his back to his arm was uh, was like eight, nine hours. It was insane. It was horrible. That was probably the worst day of our whole journey was just getting him through that surgery. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we knew it was necessary, so we had to get there. And we didn't bring the girls at first. Um, Fisher House Foundation actually flew me back and forth every Wednesday. I would leave. My mom would come up from Nashville to Clarksville, and I would fly to Nashville to D.C. I would be with Chaz. I would get to Chaz about lunchtime after I dropped my kids off at school. I'd spend a week with him. I'd take another flight after lunch with, with from D.C., which thank goodness for time zones because that really – because I'm on Central and they're on mm-hmm. Eastern, so oh, that really, really worked in my favor. Yeah, um, but, but I would fly back and be there to get the girls off the bus, mm-hmm. and then my mom and I did that every week from January to May. Wow. You know, Jessica, yeah, we're running low on time, but oh, I, want, I want to have you back, though, because your story um, – and Keisha, we have to have her back – because yeah, your, I told your Jessica story I would is love the, it's the foundation. I told her, yeah, I told her I would love for her to do a series because it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Because there was a there was well, a documentary you. you also had called Sky Blossom, and I know you were on the Today Show and you know the Kelly Clarkson yeah. Show. And you know, yeah. is there is there a place that you would recommend people to go to? Do you, is there a website, a tel- telephone number, some kind of support system that you think is important for people to know about? Um. I mean, Elizabeth Dole Network is really good. The Elizabeth Dole Foundation, it's a pretty good network, especially their little hidden heroes community. Um, Some people are not crazy about Facebook and reaching out, but at least there you could find a familiar friend. Uh, We live out in a rural community now, Mm -hmm. and so it's really hard. Like where we are, there are zero military families, and so that is a really interesting dynamic. Um, military children are so different and they are absolutely amazing and resilient and I think they could rule the world <laughs> because of yeah. what all they have learned through their military service um, but I mean I would recommend the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and, and go through their Hidden Heroes community and find a friend there because you can't do this alone yeah. you cannot it is impossible to do this alone and it sounds like you've already helped millions of people because you, you know, you contributed to the AARP's financial workbooks for caregivers. So I, I, I would tell people go and look at everything you've done. You know, maybe Google your name because I'm sure a lot's going to come up under Jessica Allen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Arnold, I definitely want to just repeat that again. Yeah, it was uh, physical, uh, financial fitness for military and veterans. That is uh, Jessica Allen. She is the author of that. And mm-hmm. uh, people, if they just look that up, you're going to get some really, really great, thorough, overwhelming, good, overwhelming information. <laughs> Okay, and my my producer's looking at me saying we got a break, we got a break. So, so, but I I want we definitely want to have you back on again, Jessica. Uh, the story you just told, and 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 really getting into the nitty gritty of what you know about the financial fitness, you know, for military and veteran caregivers, because it sounds like you have a an abundance of information that people need to hear, and this could be so helpful for our veterans who are out there. Um, who have, um, you know, suffered the, the wounds and the, and the slings and arrows of the of war, and, and for, you know, especially in combat situations. Uh, but 
We've got to have you back, got to have you back. So thank you uh, with our partner, family caregiver, Keisha L. Jackson, and thank you, Jessica Allen, for illuminating us and giving us some information to have hope and to live by. So- thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.